0: If you are going out and purchasing something with a battery, what is it that you are hoping for? You're hoping to save money because the thing is rechargeable. Remember when rechargeable batteries first came in? They were great for Walkmans. They were a must for Sony Discmans because those things, how, how long would you get on a single charge? 45 minutes, those things drained batteries. But you want your battery to last. So if you've got an electric scooter, that's something you want to have the battery last for. Because the last thing you want to do is be pushing a scooter on a hot day in London, Ontario. If you've got an e-bike, you want that extra little battery boost. What you don't want is a fire. You do not want your batteries on whatever it is to catch on fire. And not long ago, we probably all remember seeing the video footage of the subway car. I think it was in Toronto, wasn't it? And there was a big fire on it, and it was apparently because a battery had caught on fire. So when we have fire questions, we have a great place that we can go. We can go to the London Fire Department. And we've done that right now, and joining us is Deputy Fire Chief... Matt Heptich. Chief Heptich, how are you?
1: I'm good, thanks. How are you, Mike?
0: I am wondering about batteries and fires. I mean, the last thing that we want to do is have people thinking, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not going to buy that because it has a battery and it could catch on fire. What do we need to know about batteries that are sold now and the potential for fire?
1: So what we need to know now is we've got So many devices that are out there now that are battery powered and they're rechargeable. Right. So what we're talking about today is lithium ion batteries. And these batteries are used commonly in cell phones, laptops, tablets, electric cars and scooters. So and what these do, they they store a large amount of energy and they can pose a threat if not treated properly.
0: So, obviously, we need to know how to treat them properly. I still find it neat that we're talking about the same battery that powers our phone that can power vehicles. But lithium-ion batteries, sure, very popular. So, treating them right... I don't know that many of us grab any sort of instructions from anywhere, even though we're supposed to read it. If there's an I agree at the bottom, we're probably scrolling down and just clicking I agree to whatever. Just please make all these words go away. We should probably spend a little more time on things like that. So when it comes to treating these properly, is it easy to outline how to treat them properly or is it easier to outline how to treat them improperly?
1: Well, what we've found is that there are some they'll be defective, right? Just like any type of device or appliance, there are some that are defective. However, the majority of the time, it's the human factor. So um, they're sensitive to various abuses, right? So that means that um, if someone, if for whatever reason, that battery uh, becomes damaged in some type of way, if it's been treated roughly, um, if it's being uh, charged uh, maybe on a, a soft surface, like if I'm charging my, my computer laptop on my bed, that's not a good idea because they dissipate a lot of heat when they're being charged and even when they're in use. So they, they have to be well taken care of. And if that battery becomes damaged for whatever reason, it's time for that battery to go. Now, the issue is, is again here is, are you going to replace that battery? with uh, the manufacturer's battery or are you going to go online and find a discount battery that's cheaper and then if you decide to do that that's where we also have problems too so if you've got a manufactured device by a specific company they you should be replacing that lithium-ion battery with that specific company's uh battery that they have for their product and i say that because that product has been tested in a laboratory for safety specific to that piece of equipment, okay? So that battery works well and is compatible with that specific device. So don't, it, it's, if you're going to purchase an aftermarket battery, you could be subject to a fire. So make sure that that product that you have or that battery that you're replacing to is, is listed and that means it's been tested by the underwriters laboratory or even canadian standards it's got a ul or a csa or ulc on that on that product
0: we are talking with Deputy Fire Chief Matt Heptich about lithium-ion batteries. And that's fascinating because when something stops working, the first thing we're going to do these days, it seems, is go looking for the cheapest option to replace it. And if right. it's not the one that's been tested, that's neat to know that a lithium-ion battery is not necessarily the same as another lithium-ion battery.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's because the manufacturer, manufacturer will send it to that testing laboratory with that particular battery in it, then that safety test is completed and it meets the standards it needs to meet with that particular product. Another thing we find too, Mike, is that if a battery is damaged, people will try to duct tape it or tinker with that product to modify it, maybe make, if it's a scooter, maybe make it a little faster, and that can cause problems with the product as well.
0: Yeah, good point. Don't tinker. What you've bought is what you've bought. Last thing we yeah. want is scooters going faster than they already do. Anyway, that's uh, yeah. that is it's funny, but it's not, so I'll stop laughing. We're talking with Deputy Fire Chief Matt Heptich about lithium-ion batteries. Chief Heptich, if, in fact, we do encounter a fire, because fires can do different things we know not to throw water on a grease fire uh if we have an electrical fire there are ways that you have to look after that fire how about with a battery fire i mean i don't even know what this would look like would would it just feel really hot if it's burning from the inside or could we actually see flames coming out of a device
1: absolutely yes you will so if if you go online and you look up a lithium-ion battery fire what happens is they will start to off gas, which means that the, the, the cell, the, the ion, lithium ion battery cell, um, or the energy storage device, it starts to off gas, which basically means there will be a smell. There will start to be some smoke that'll start shooting out. And then from there, it will, it will pop. There will be flames. Some battery cells have. Uh, maybe you might have 20 small batteries, if you will. An example would be um, similar to, say, 20 small AA batteries packed into a larger box, right? So in there, when thermal runaway occurs, um, it's a quick uncontrolled release of heat, which means you're going to have uh, flames jetting out, you're going to have batteries or parts of this possibly exploding and popping across the room. Um, so when that occurs, you need to evacuate immediately. And when we go back to talking about the manufacturer's instructions, you need to follow the charging and storage instructions. In those manufacturer's instructions, these devices have specific timeframes that they will achieve Um, a full charge. If you continue to charge and overcharge, you can have problems with it as well. And again, using the manufacturer's cord and power adapter made specifically for that device as well. Right. So if I have a specific type of computer, I want to make sure that I'm using that specific type of computer's charging device, not something from uh anywhere else
0: great point well hey that keeps us all safe now if there is a fire i mean is it just apt to just start it like let's say you had it on a mattress that'll that'll start the on the bed it, it would start the comforter on fire and then you're dealing with that fire in that right. way if the, if the battery itself is on fire do you hit it with a fire extinguisher do you drop something on it to try and take away the oxygen what do you do
1: in, in in this type of situation, um, because they can be very volatile and very aggressive, my direction would be to exit the area that it's in and call 911 immediately. Um, and one thing we need to make sure, too, is that when you're charging something, for example, like an e-bike or scooter, don't leave them unattended and don't leave them charging overnight. And... Don't leave an e-bike or a scooter, uh, a larger item like that. Um, don't leave it in the primary way in and out of a building or of your house. I've seen fires where people park their scooters right by the front door. And for whatever reason, there's a, a lithium-ion battery fire. And those people have difficulty getting out, and they can be significantly injured trying to get past that bike to get out.
0: Yeah, great tips. Chief Hepditch, thank you so much for taking all this time with us today because it's something certainly that caught our attention because of what was shown in the subway car fire. But you think, yeah, no, it, it's a good idea just to to think about that stuff. If you live in an apartment, it's just going to be natural. Right. If you have a scooter, you walk in the door, you park the scooter, you're not going to drag that through the house, but maybe you need to put it in a better place.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Check it. Check it for damage. Check the battery casing for damage and read those manufacturers' instructions to ensure you know how long it takes to charge and you're not overcharging. And if the battery is damaged, replace it. If you've got your cord, you can't find your cord, find the proper cord that goes with that appliance or that device.
0: Chief Haptic, thanks again. All the best.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Mike. Take care.
0: We will talk again soon. That is Deputy Fire Chief Matt Heptich. Great tips all around on e-batteries because more and more things have them. More and more things have lithium-ion batteries.